0: G'day, you know, thanks so much for getting our preview podcast of the Winterbottom Stakes. Before we look forward with Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals, as we like to do, let's look back at some of the highlights of this fantastic race.
1: Rarefied comes again, and here's Hortensia now in Flying Grand Havana. Hortensia reaches the lead. It's two wins in the Winterbottom for the great man. Bufferings the lead of the Victorian moment of change on the inside, buffering, moment of change, will lunge at him, buffering, moment of change, moment of change, and buffering, in a photo, nearly a dead heat, I couldn't split them in the winter bottom, buffering, and moment of change, anyone's guess. Here comes Watermans Bay, mowing turf, buffering in front, Watermans Bay running on hard, but buffering wins the winter bottom again. Haydock's cruising at the 200. Haydock, he lets him down. He's stuck a length and a half. Rock Magic's into the clear. He's trying to run him down, but it's Haydock dominant in front. And Haydock all the way. Here comes Elite Street. It's Elite Street on the outside. Going with him now is Rock Magic. Rock Magic and Elite Street into the clear. Rattling home Celebrity Queen. Elite Street, though. It's Elite Street home in the winner model from And the favourite starts to erupt, and coming with it is Graceful Girl. Elite Street, the leader. Graceful Girl finishing brilliantly, though from last. Pike says, "Go, girl!" Graceful Girl from the tail of the field races away, and she wins the winner. Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Cardi
2: and your host, Racetrack Ralphie,
0: and with a little bit of WA bad baby animals and how good to call us, Darren McCall. I thank Vince Accardi, from Daily Sexuals. Morning mate.
2: Good morning, Ralphie.
0: This is a good fast race for the winner bottom stakes. Always is, and uh, and what we can look forward to, unlike this time last week, we're a little bit uncertain about the weather, but. It looks like we're going to be having what we like, a good fast track.
2: Yeah, and just hard to – it just looks like there's value there too.
0: <laughs> it certainly does. Last yeah. week I was, I was sort of thinking, what, what's the theme I can find for the winter bottom stakes? This theme's pretty obvious. It's it's perform versus some interstate form. And the market at the moment is saying they quite like the interstate form. Rothfire, $5. Villana, about $5. Similar price. Elite Street, $6. And then a couple of the really good Perth mayors Miss Contiki, and this will test you a double figure on. So we'll break, we'll break that apart. Uh, also should add the astrologist who's got, uh, who's got Victorian form, about $11 there. So firstly, Vince, how are you expecting Ascot to play?
2: Well, I'm assuming this track's going to, be good. Yeah, There's very little rain. I know it was a little little bit of a surprise from last week, but as they got racing, we could see very clearly they're on a good track. So I'm expecting the same. Rail out three metres, not going to be really much change, Rolfie. It's all about getting into those lanes. Typically when the rail's three, when the locals are running, they've come to the turn, they're already three, four off the fence, Yeah, And they're running sort of in lane six, seven, eight and makes it extremely easy for horse to get in those fast lanes and they're going to be 10 to 15 i'm not saying look it is fast if you get out wider but it's harder to get there when the rails three but 10 to 15 if riders can find themselves tracking into the turn they're going to hit those lanes they're going to have an advantage
0: well, uh, well, that little package we played at the start, I've watched quite a few of these winter bottom stakes. It's it's pretty rare that the leaders can hang on. Haydock did, uh, Buffering did, but generally that's the pattern of the day and uh, and usually that, that comes from high pressure. So how are you assessing tomorrow's speed to battle?
2: Definitely pressure, yep. no question. Rothfire, Indian Pacific, they're fast horses. Astrologist is a reasonably quick horse as well. and What I say by quick, that's a horse that will sort of blend into the pace. It's not going to go out deliberately. You want to create pace like Indian Pacific will. And Rothby, we've seen it in the past, can take a sit. Or it can just go out the front. And when I say take a sit, take a sit off speed. Yeah. if they go really fast, well, then the horse miles will be 200 to one.
0: <laughs> well, Damien Oliver rides and we, we, we know what he does. He doesn't like leading at pace. And if there's an opportunity for him to take a sit, he will.
2: Yeah. That's what I believe will happen as well. He'll he'll be right up there stalking that lead speed. I've, I've marked the horses part of the lead pack just in case something happens. We've seen it in the past where your horse misses the start, then the next natural go forward horse would be Rothfire and Astrologist.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, let's start with this with his favourite uh, Rothfire. Horse, maybe equal favourite with Fulana. but um, th- there's two Rothfires. One is pre injury, and the other one is post injury. Surely. Yeah. I... In other words, wow. you've got to dig really deep to his unbelievable talent, when, which made him favourite in that Golden Rose. And since the injury, he, he hasn't been at that level. Yeah, is it, is it
2: possible sometimes the corporates or, you know, some, the way the bookmakers craft their strategies, let's put a favourite up and get a whole bunch of money knowing that it can't win? <laughs> Because I, I just see what a big illusion. Now, I'm happy to be wrong, absolutely yep. happy to be wrong, but the chances this horse is to win is very remote, like very remote. Even with Damien on board, who's, you know, we love him as a rider. I do. I feel he's a fantastic rider, and he will give this horse every chance, but he'll have an expect. Well, he may not have the expectation, but from a form point of view, the expectation is at least six other horses – can't turn up for this horse to be in the money
0: so i'll try and break apart what why you're saying this uh and i know why but we were the idea of doing this podcast is to is for our listeners to get that insight um you, you forecasted 2.9 as, as sort of the winning bar to leap now rothfire in two years hasn't done that
2: He's oh, not going to get anywhere
0: near ralphie so 1.9 is his best is that right
2: at this campaign, that was over a 1,000 metres. Yep. And that was off 84 days. We've got to look at the bounce theory here. Really, the horse regressed negatively after that bounce. Now, the only thing I can see is, obviously, you look at the the classifications. Victorian Group 1 races, of course, generally speaking, they're higher, and the horse's margin, the victory versus losses, hasn't been that great. I mean, last start, only got beaten 1.2. So that in all terms is competitive, but we look at the structure of the race. That performance last start at Flemington at 1,200 metres was an overall figure of plus 1.3, ranked 21. Couldn't have got a better race shape first section, Ralphie, Point two below benchmark. The mid-race move was very ordinary. Now, when I say very ordinary, this horse is capable of going much more dynamically. Here it is, 3.4. That's how far above benchmark. And then the finish wasn't there. We're going to be rolling on a quick ground. Now, I actually feel if there was given the ground, the horse has a slightly better chance, even though I feel its preference is dry ground. And why I'm saying it's got a better chance is it actually brings a couple of other runners back in the field. They lose a length or two, and therefore this would keep the horse on the fringe. But given that we're going to be on a good track, this horse is going to be in a roll forward. Wow, I'll tell you what. I cannot believe the $5. Seriously, Ralphie, they made a mistake.
0: Well, that, that's, that's a very firm opinion and, and that's what we like doing. And I'll, I'll just get a bit more flesh on the bone. Uh, the, the bounce theory is when they run really well off a short break, that's generally their best they can do.
2: Yeah. Cause we've got to look at this also been up since April. Yep. That campaign had four runs. Okay. It, it did come off an you know a much longer campaign prior to that, and the peaked at one point two. The sad part I felt, unfortunately for the horse, that day at Eagle Farm at fourteen hundred, horrendous situation twelve point four. Actually, it was horrific. To, to when you're on a comeback and then you have that type of high speed. Now the horse did a fantastic job to only get beaten three, but what it does to a horse. It tends to finish him, Ralphie, and then it's come back. It got victory at 1,000 metres, produced a 1.9. Now, the horse was a chance in that race over 1,000 metres, for sure. Softer ground conditions, even though it's better suited on dry. Did everything perfectly, 1,000 metres. And that's the bounce. They can have a peak performance, and then they deteriorate. They don't don't rebound. And could this happen here on a 21-day backup? Is this an afterthought? What are they planning? We'll have to wait and see.
0: It screams afterthought. Um, so, uh, well, that's it's a good starting point for uh, for, for your s- opinion. Screams here.
2: desperate. Screams yeah. desperate.
0: Well, it's a good starting point in your opinion anyway, because <laughs> that's a big chunk of the market. The other horse that's uh, that's the equal favourite, let's say around about five fifty six dollars, is Valanus. So obviously, it's an open race, and and Valanus obviously a different s- situation. Really good at Newcastle last start at thirteen hundred. Hasn't seen a lot of dry ground in his career, like most Sydney horses. How are you assessing its chances?
2: Hard to fault that last run. Yeah, It was two and a half above benchmark, new PB, best of the day. I look at the structure of the race, 1.3 lengths below benchmark. Nice cruisy speed. 1.8 above between the 8 and the 400. And a very tough to run time at Newcastle. And managed to finish off the last 200 metres with a plus 1.5. And we're talking about there was a slowdown between the 4 and the 2 of 1.4 lengths. So that was an, in, an impact. And the horse did come back in distance from 15 to 1300 so I could get an understanding you're going to lose a little bit of speed now it's 14 days the Cummings teams come across this is a horse I'm not I haven't got a ceiling on it I don't believe the 1200 meters is its best distance but when a horse is still going in an upward motion in other words where I don't have a peak there is this possibility that the horse comes back another 100 metres, and if it can repeat at least what it did at Newcastle, that makes it competitive.
0: So always try and uh, use trainer's intent. <laughs> it's uh, it's a pretty powerful tool, Vince. Now, it's not just here for this race. In two weeks' time, there's the new race, the Gold Rush, one and a half million dollars at 1,400 metres.
2: Wow, there you go. Oh, you just answered my question.
0: I can't help thinking that's a better race for it. You, your opinion now I've said that?
2: i can't help thinking you're right
0: right so you haven't got a ceiling on it it can run well but that's why you haven't got it in, in you you've got a couple in front of it
2: yeah that's i feel that i felt that the 1400s really much better suited to that the 1200 isn't ideal but when you've got a high horse you know spiking in a upward trend you've got to give some respect
0: yes Yeah. yeah and, and just on its the speed last that's it as you said your word was cruisy, 1.3 links below benchmark so it's it was stalking the lead there uh, tomorrow yeah. if it's going 1.3 i assume it'll be 4 5 6 off the
2: leader uh, more like 8 or 9
0: right so, so it's a different it's a different race shape is uh, yeah. is obviously the starting point yeah. um okay uh, and maybe
2: might get lost there too it'd be interesting to see how she <laughs> handles herself.
0: because wide having to go back with cover
2: well, you are going to go back. where she going to go? Look, try and look for inside run. Then the horse will have no chance at all, right? Yeah. So, hopefully, she'll work it out by race eight.
0: Elite Street, or oh, it's 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 in our uh, year round carnival hall of fame. This horse for for winning the uh, this race two years ago at uh, a huge price thirty one dollars. Of course, it couldn't win because it uh, it was poorly weighted on the day. <laughs> it was a favourite of ours last year. Ran third in this race. Now it ran third. as Hot favourite to Graceful Girl, who peaked on the day. One thing that I you know, I can't remember how we viewed it before the race, but certainly from hindsight, what's what's standing out in the data was it probably peaked third up. It was outstanding leading in. So this time it's a different setup. It's not fourth up, hasn't come off a big booming run, and it looks like it's set for the race.
2: Okay. Well, firstly the I respect all the things you're saying, of course, Ralphie. Hundred and eighty two days off. Point two above. A little bit behind in my view in terms of where it's come back, yep. from a first up run. On the plus side, though, not a super quick speed through the first section, but the mid-race was huge, going from 2.8 below to plus 5.2 and then last 400, 6.3 lengths above. So that's a massive last combined 800 of around 11.5 lengths. Very, very big. At least that Indicator is absolutely the horse has come back superbly from that point of view, even though overall numbers are just slightly behind what I would have considered to be ideal. The other shift is when I look at that campaign, this is going back in October last year, a little bit of a switch, 1,100 first up versus 1,000. Does this mean this horse could turn up tomorrow and run mid threes? I'm not sure about that, but what I'm confident of, I I do have an expectation that this horse should at least run around plus two and a half. If it runs in the mid threes, then it's going to absolutely get one of those three slots. If it doesn't, it's borderline, whether it will get a slot or not. In other words, it'll either just finish outside of the top three or might uh, be a fringe player, you know, like get a third.
0: I'd assume that middle barrier is the absolute perfect draw for, for Brad Wheeler.
2: Oh, it, 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 no problems at all. He's going to probably get a little bit further back, but he'll have the power to make sure he's definitely in a clean
0: position. So second up, last prep at Belmont, uh, 2.4 lengths above benchmark. That puts him on the on the, on the borderline anyway, so he he's sort yep. of got that right pattern.
2: Yeah, and he proved last campaign at Northern and then coming off like a really hot... Last overall, last 800, you have a look at that run at Northern Ralphie, over 1,100, that combined, what was it? It's 10.5, very, very similar, yep. off, a, off a quicker speed. So, And then the horse turned up second up at Belmont and improved. So we know that the horse can uh, handle some pressure off a first up run and not run flat.
0: Righto, let's get to the mares. Let's not muck around now. All of these are double-figure odds, <laughs> so and we'll start with the uh, with two that we can combine pretty easily, given they uh, they met each other last start. This will test you that we put a big stamp on uh, for Sizzlers, and then uh, one a terrific odds last start at uh, this this track, obviously uh, a fortnight back over eleven hundred with an excellent performance, three point eight links above benchmark. Sounds like if it repeats that, it's it's, it's it won't be missing a place. And of course, uh, Miss Contiki that on. on. On the Monday show, Vince, you just raved about its last sustained 800-metre close.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, this will test you. Seeing is believing, it's hard to ignore facts. Obviously, the stable very you know pumped up about that horse's chances in that last run. Yep. And it didn't didn't defy him, did it? Like 3.8 above best of the day. Outstanding breakdown of the race like just below benchmark first section 1.1 beautiful. The st- this move in the mid-race was really solid. Like, it was a 7.4 length move, like, over a second. But it was 6.3 above benchmark. And then the horse managed to increase the pace over the last 400 runner, 7.1 above. That's, that's high pressure. Last campaign. We only got to go back to February when it won that listed race over 1,200 metres. was best of the day, three and a half above. And that was with a 3.7 length slowdown between the 8 and the uh, 4, 2.7, sorry. And I'm just sitting back here asking myself the question, wow, you know, what's this all mean? It just means that are we seeing a horse that's airborne? I mean, it's a seven-year-old mare, Ralphie, right? Yep. Have we improved? Well, yes. The answer is yes, yes, absolutely. This horse has come back better. I had a full break, you know, a long break. I don't believe we're at its peak, so I'm I'm just sitting back here saying, well, if, if you run to last start, you win. <laughs>
0: it's a good starting point.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you run to last start, you win. So the question will be that you have to ask yourself is, okay, well, what are the chances of that happening? Well, I, I'm not. I can't see any reason why you can't. And then I look at the race shape. And try and bring some clarity around that. Well, you're just going to be in the golden spot.
0: Uh, I always like, like to look for reasons from horsemen. You know, why a horse can be, you know, at its yes. peak as a seven year old. And saw her in an interview, might have been a race net. I apologise, I can't remember where I read it, but Mitchell Pateman, uh, the uh, the trainer, said she was a real. She would have, you know, heading for the Eastern States after a first two, two or three dynamic wins. I remember us. Pretty big circle around it, and, uh, and she was just a bit of a mental head case. So that actually tells you that, you know, with maturity, she's a relaxed mare again, and that that's probably an explanation why at an older age she's racing at her best.
2: Well, yeah, Rolfie, back in 2019, first campaign was a plus three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so <Yep>. so <laughs> she's, she's basically returning to her potential now, years later.
2: Yeah, so surprised that's not favourite. Very, very surprised. Okay, maybe you want to have a knock on the train of the seven-year-old, the mayor. You can knock all these things, but still, even if I knock all those things, should still be favourite.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. Now the the other mayor, Miss Contiki, booming last eight hundred. Uh, I'm trying to work out why she's she's terrific odds as well, and uh, maybe a twelve hundred record is is a bit of a uh, a query on plain stats. How are you breaking down her chances tomorrow? Yeah.
2: Well, on performance of that last start. Like it it was far more dynamic than Elite Street. Like it was so much more dynamic. But we we I have to I had to sort of contain myself and go back and revisit and say, okay, well one was you know, coming off a long break, gonna have big improvement. This one here, this runner, Miss Kentucky, was, you know, really coming to a I would say very close to its top, if not at its top, but very close to it in terms of conditioning. So maybe that played a role in how phenomenal the last 800 metres was. The last 400 metres is as good as any horse can go. Almost was it 8.6 lengths above last 400. <laughs> the last 200 metres on its own was 4.9 above. You know, high-powered uh, performance. And pretty much two runs consecutively backing that up. So, yes, the, the question is, is the horse... Truly ready now to put down the big performance at 1200 meters. If it is, then it deserves to be the major contender to this or test you in, let's say, Elite Street.
0: Well, it's a a good rap for the locals in, 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 in a nutshell, but there's another local that's come back to being a local in Kissing All Four Cheeks. She's sitting there as much as $31 is there. How many times have we said it? Well, we've previewed this horse. We cheered her over at Flemington uh, earlier, um, was it this year? Earlier this year, when uh, she was dynamic at 1,400. She needs clean ground.
2: Yeah, it's very frustrating, this horse, because I'm a big fan of it. I've really felt that there was opportunities, potentially, that we could have made money from this particular horse. Well, me, I'm talking about. But those ground conditions have been a massive negative and this horse just hasn't been able to deliver anything like a what we seen last campaign, what it did in Melbourne. This is going back in March at fourteen hundred metres. We did, you know, we haven't seen anything like that at three point three, and the Ascot first up run, which was two point two, and even the campaign before. Now, mind you, only twenty eight days off you know, is this enough to get the horse fresh and ready to try and win this? Or is this a horse that's aiming for something else? Or is this runner going to be off for the campaign? So that's a real big problem for me, Ralphie. Fork
0: in the road situation.
2: Yeah. And I just know from a business point of view, I love, you know, this horse can win because I know it's got the capability, but I just can't invest on, you know, with you because, I've just got too many little knocks that um, just makes it bad business.
0: Um, all, all right. And actually, I just looked it up. She is in that gold rush over weeks. in two weeks. So that, maybe, sounds,
2: that sounds very good.
0: Maybe if you feel like a little bit of a spec. The uh, The other horse that you've, you've got in your most advantage at, at this stage, this is the early edition. Obviously, you'll uh, finalize everything tomorrow. My, my Bella May. Is there a ceiling on this filly?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I just had to pay a lot of respect to this horse. You know, yeah. Here we are, three runs, three wins. First race start, 2.7 above, all sections above benchmark, So showing the capacity as a three-year-old filly to be able to show that it can handle with pressure. Second up, unbelievable. I felt like, you know, I don't look at these things restricted, whatever. I look at the sheer speed. It went 4.9 lengths above, three and a half lengths faster than the first up run. Actually went quicker in the mid. Did soften late, entitled to, by the way, particularly on the first start run, and ended up with the two two lengths above benchmark, only 0.7 of a length behind what it did first up. And then last start, it's interesting. That victory where it produced a 1.5 overall, this horse also suffered a two-length slowdown between the 8 and the 400. It, there's no way that could have been a benefit. And there's not a chance in the world that we got to see whether it could test itself to go better than the plus 2.7. So we know this horse can handle pressure. It's got sustained speed. It's lightly raced. If there's any query, the only query I could have, is it all coming too soon for this filly on its first campaign? That's all I can knock. But this is a rising uh, high-level horse.
0: Well, her first barrier trial was in August, so yeah, she has been up for a while for her yep. first prep. But uh, but she also had two barrier trials as a, a two year old as well, so I suppose that you know, that helps. But yeah, as you said, no no ceiling, So that, That's an interesting angle as well to uh, to take away. I'll just round off by asking about Paul Leely, because Paul Leely's best surely is right in this race. But you got to you got to query when the when stallions put in two bad runs and then interstate travel. Yeah, it, it's a test season for a great t- yard like the Cummings Yard.
2: Yeah, I, 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 like I felt that we should have seen something at Flemington. Yep. And and we didn't see it. It was, in my view, like it just really struggled to break benchmark. And there was an opportunity there where this horse had its scenario where it could have uh, done something. But then I look at the breakdown of the race. It wasn't overtaxed through the first section going 1.5 below. Even the mid-race move it was solid, but it wasn't anything super aggressive. It was... From minus 1.5 to plus 3.8. And then I look at those closing 400. And this is the thing for me, You Look at the velocity drop-off. Between the 6 and the 4, it's gone plus 1.2. Between the 4 and the 2, it's lost 1.3 lengths going 0.9 below. And then the last 200 metres lost another length and went 2 lengths below. From a class point of view, hundred percent, Ralphie, I'm with you. If this runner was able to turn up and deliver its best, we don't have to go to Randwick back in October 21. There it is, plus four, good enough to win this. Yeah, is that horse going to turn up?
0: Uh, and at Caulfield, it uh, when it won Caulfield Guineas Day, two point seven. So that's that's. That's right on the doorstep of, of your winning figure. So I yep. suppose the case, if you wanted to, uh, he obviously had that bad experience at Mooney Valley where they cancelled the, oh, sorry, postponed the Manicado the next day, and maybe some horses just don't let down up the straight. So, but as you, to use your phrase, fins If you're talking business, it's it's a hard thing to forgive both of them.
2: Yeah, and and I could see how this horse could easily just come out and be a winner because yep. we know on class it's good enough.
0: So in summary, Vince, uh, you're all over the Perth form.
2: Yeah, well, I'm all over number 14 right now. Yep. That's got to be the starting point. Yep. And the question is, who are you willing to back in your armour to beat it, if anybody? And secondly, um, I I just cannot believe this horse is going to start this price tomorrow. I'm just looking at it and saying, it's a joke. Well, is it $10 a... at the moment?
0: <laughs> yeah, $10, $11, yeah. Mate,
2: why this horse isn't $3.60, I'm dreaming. Man, <laughs> I am dreaming. I don't make prices, Ralphie. Just an, it's just a gut feel. Yep. If, if it's five, Roth buys should be 25s to 50s, yep. right? Yep. And I'm being nice, right? Because really it should be 200, but 25 50s, <laughs> yeah. right? And this horse should be favorite. <laughs> oh, anyway, we'll just, tomorrow's a new
0: day. It is, and hopefully, hopefully it's a, when you say it's a joke, it's a, it's a joke that puts a, puts a bit of a, an extra giggle after the race. Let's see what happens. Uh, the other couple of races we'll have a quick look at is the Lestia Stake Classic at uh, race six. Uh, is a pretty obvious form line here with Santoro and all the Kingsmen, both on the quick backup from that uh, WA Guineas last week.
2: Yeah, yep. Uh, so, yes, is the favourite, isn't it, Ralphie?
0: Yep, just over all the Kingsmen.
2: Well... Let's have a look at this. First of all, we do have a 1,400-metre race. We're going to be on a good track as we – well, I'm pretty confident that's where we're going to be. Yep. Campaign-wise, it peaked two starts back. Ascot, 1,600 metres, best of the day, plus 2.4. That was a fantastic performance. And even last start, Ralphie, even though the horse got beaten 2.1, I just felt that when I look at what happened speed-wise – the 5.4 lengths below benchmark where they ended up uh, having this horse position, the move in the mid-race was really strong, but has it, it just found themselves in what I consider to be a non-winning position. I also do feel that the horses is going to lose a little bit of speed, but this is a small field that I'm not marking it a race where, it's going to be a high-paced race. I actually feel it's going to be below benchmark, and this is actually going to help the horse because if it was going to be run fast, it might get too far back. Yep. But given that this isn't going to be the case, doesn't matter how I looked at it, I couldn't see this horse being any further back than five or six lengths, and therefore it stays hard in the race even though it's coming back in distance.
0: Uh, how does it line up with all the King's men?
2: Okay, well, this particular runner, number three, when I look at this horse's profile, again, the run two starts back was its best performance, 1.6 above, seventh best of the day. It was absolutely faultless in the way it handled itself. All sections above benchmark, very, very solid in terms of its performance. Love the fact that for this horse, I'm actually, I do love the fact that it's back to the, to the 1,400 metres myself. Last start, 1,600, similar scenario, you know, in terms of where it got with speed going 4.6 lengths below, but I felt it lost a little bit of that as well because it had to use so much fuel last night. Hard, hard to knock. The race shape keeps it in, Rolf, and That's for both of them, for both the two and the three, the race shape keeps them in.
0: Well, speaking of race shape, oh, man crush at 1200, you'd think it'd take a power of beating 400 might see it out, but uh, you know, that, that, Second to Amelia's Jules Real. And if it gets a soft lead, it's surely going to be hard to run down.
2: Well, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. They're going to be looking for that. Now, Pikey's not too bad on go forward horses. So he's not like a rider that's going to be uh, difficult in terms of managing it. So if he's, he's I'm not saying he's like Damien Oliver, but if he can pinch it up front, he will. Yep. And he'll, I'm sure he's got it in the back of his mind that this horse has got to be a massive, massive question mark at the 1,400. So he'll be looking to save speed and try and turn it into a 600-metre contest. And if he can do that, then, yeah, the challenge. there. The only negative for the horse will be is he's, it's very unlikely he's going to be in the lanes. Now, I'm sure the pike is the best when it comes to yeah. uh, Western Australian lanes. I have no doubt he'll be looking to see how he can angle himself there but it's hard in this small field, no paces. See, what he'll do is if he's going to come round the turn and get himself off the fence, he's going to bring everybody else with him. Yeah. And therefore, all the ones behind him are going to be in faster ground. So that's the challenge for him. But yes, you are right, Ralphie. There is that potential. This runner could pinch it. Uh, but does it make it a bidding proposition? Well, some people like that.
0: Well, I'll, I'll just round off because you've, you've mentioned it's $26. So just Costa's crown, I assume, uh, the reverse of what you just said, it will be in, in, out in the lanes.
2: Uh, yeah, 100% for sure, Ralphie, that this horse will be in the
0: lanes. <laughs> rock hard, about fit. It.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hard, another horse is very hard to fault. Massive negative. Well, when I say massive negative, going back to the 1,200 metres, not a negative now, back to the 14, because this is where the horse, I feel, also belongs it's it's 100% rock hard fit it's going to get its opportunity uh just maybe just a touch one paste. Yep. because if if this turns into a bit of a sit and sprint then you might get stuck that that's all i could see is any possible negative
0: all right sounds like it's not uh, someone open the shoulders with though that type of race for you
2: uh not at this stage <laughs> but you know maybe tomorrow Who knows? Maybe the two and three could be considered.
0: That's it. Scale Cup, uh, the other one that we said we'd have a look at. Race seven here, uh, pretty obvious form one max up matchup here with Pure Devotion and uh, and um, the uh, the Stafford's Lad rather. Brain freeze there for a sec, Vince, because last year in the lead in to the uh, Perth Cup, which was uh, which was over twenty two hundred, they were both fantastic. 2.1 2.1 lengths above benchmark. Stafford's lad, pure devotion. 2.7 lengths. Are they ready to? Are they set to run near that? That was, of course, though in a high pressure race.
2: Yeah, well, that run for Stafford's lad. First of all, the run two starts back at Calgary. I mean, it was a, the track was on fire, right? And you know, hence the reason why there was some you know phenomenally quick times run, and this is because of the ground conditions. But no matter what, when you're going 10.2 lengths above benchmark, first section. It's pretty tough, Ralphie, to be able to back up off that and expect a positive performance. And we've seen exactly what typically happens with these sort of horses. Even with the 42 days off, the horse just didn't have anywhere near the same speed as what it did to start before. So my view is this. This horse is 100% come back as good as last campaign. I'm not going to say better, but definitely is good. Is it going to be able to maintain the 3.3? Well, if it does, and I expect this horse to run within half a length of that, then it's going to be very hard to beat. Pure devotion? Pure
0: devotion, number 14. Started $5 in last year's Perth Cup. Yeah. So obviously that's, that's its target again, and it's third up tomorrow.
2: Yeah, they're building, no question yeah. about that. And I, I'm just looking at my notes here. I don't have a ceiling on the horse. So the 2.7 from last campaign, there is an expectation that we're going to get there. I feel the horse is not trending behind that; is trending to that. The question is, is tomorrow the day or are you one run behind? And it's just going to come back down to race shape, right? I See, I I feel they're going to run here even though the field's not big. That could bring this horse unstuck because you have a look, Ralphie. First up, one length below benchmark, superb last 800 metres, big signal. Horses come back fantastic, right? 0.4 above benchmark, as good as the horse has ever gone. And you could actually beat your chest a little bit having this feeling that we could see a new PB, right? But then that second up run, it's not ideal to go out through the first half of the race Almost nine lengths below benchmark, and you could see it that the energy the horse had in the last four hundred, going eight point one above, is a clear sign of how much bottled up energy I mean, it just, you know, steamed it out. Like I said, that's not ideal if you're going to be in a race where there's pressure from the outset. So hopefully, if they get a more even tempo, then fine. Is this horse tracking towards a two point seven? Yes, that's why I just said to myself, you've got to be top two no matter what. But that's the negative for me.
0: So when I tell you that the market is low is pure devotion and uh, as much as nine dollars Stafford's lad sounds like it's fair value on Stafford's lad.
2: Well, it well my views is this, at the moment I've marked Stafford's lad pretty much a eighty percent probability of a first three finish, and pure devotion. If I if I get my assessment wrong on speed then it's also 80. But if my speed assumption's right and I've got my technicals down point, then it's probably only a 60% probability.
0: And just to round it off, uh, speaking of speed, Maracino led the railway stakes last week. Quick backup, 1,600 to 2,100. Won this race last year, but with a different setup. And uh, that was a high-pressure race last year as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And this is a horse that also has a level of ability. Had three runs in this time. I, I actually don't mind the structure. Yep. on how they've set this horse up. And so, and this has had the... You now, you have a look at the window of how they've... Pre- when I say how they are prepared it, I shouldn't say how they are prepared it. Just the races that they've found themselves in. First up, Ascot 1400, 1.4 above first section. Then went to Northern over a mile and went 7.4 above Ralphie. And then went to Ascot a mile and went 3.9. So all three runs... Plenty of speed. But you can see the difference. In that Ascot run, even though the horse got beaten 5.2, the sustained speed that it showed between the 8 and the 400, so it went 3.9 above first section, 3.2 above, and the tank out all happened, realistically, even though it was over the last 400. But what's not clearly visible here, this horse suffered a slowdown, Ralphie, between the 4 and the 2 or 3.5 lengths, therefore skewing what's really happened and makes the margin un. There. in other words if it didn't have that this horse probably would have been beaten less than a length and probably a lot of people would be beating their chest on it and I I respect that's why it's in the market because I can see that and I'm expecting this horse, I'm not saying it's going to break 1.5 but it should be able to at least test that can it go to a, a previous campaign PB P- of round 2 well this is your
0: opportunity well, on your race speed profiles, you're putting now 1.9 as the likely winning figures. That puts it puts it yep. in the race. Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, that concludes our our Friday preview. Tomorrow it's all business. We'll go through each race and uh, just as an accompaniment to the final edition of race speed profiles that you're all getting here. But in the meantime, Vince's given you lots to think about as far as uh, a couple of pretty firm opinions about tomorrow's markets, both uh, in the positive and in the negative. Uh, and that's what we like putting down on the table. Really appreciate your support on year round carnival.